0: Before we get to episode 183, I'd like to ask for your support of the I Can't See You podcast. Whenever you shop at Amazon.com, please go to ICan'tSeeYou.com slash Amazon. That'll take you to the Amazon.com homepage. Shop as you normally do. Check out as you normally do. It doesn't cost you anything more, and it does earn me a small commission. Again, that's ICan'tSeeYou.com slash Amazon. Thank you so much for your support. I really do appreciate it. From Studio B in Swathmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there and welcome to episode 183 of the I Can't See You podcast. My name is David at David Benj on all the socials. I really do appreciate you joining me for today's episode. and I've got a few things to talk about. And I want to start off with something from last week's episode that (laughs) that I did get some feedback on, and I love getting the feedback. It is awesome. And the feedback was on Bill Cosby. A few folks chimed in saying that maybe he couldn't fly due to some things with his actual eye condition. The pressure in the cabin would make it excruciating to fly, whatever the instance may be. And that may very well be the case. However the way it was stated in all of the different reports that I read, it was because he was blind, not because of his eye condition and the pain would be too great. I also have glaucoma, and I know that when my eye hurts sometimes from it, it does hurt a lot. But I've never been told not to fly because of my glaucoma. And again, I'm not saying that he was or wasn't, and people weren't making excuses for him. They were just suggesting maybe this was the reason why he couldn't fly. And I, I really do appreciate the feedback. So thanks to everybody who uh, texted in and called in and uh, whatnot. Actually, nobody called and people emailed. And uh, And I also want to point out another email that I got, uh, which I was really happy to get, uh, from Greg in Bryn Mawr. Greg had a great question, and I, I really don't know the answer to it. He's considering joining an organization. And as I've stated before, I think it's really important that you pick an organization to join, whether it's the NFB or one of the other ones, because everyone in that group, everyone in that organization gets where you are coming from. They don't say, oh, you want to know where the bathroom is? It's right over there. And meanwhile, they're pointing to someplace that you can't see where they're pointing to. So I do think it's important to get together with other blind folks, specifically because they know what What's going on with you? Greg had asked specifically about the American Council of the Blind, that's ACB, and what the differences were between the ACB and the NFB. And I could only really give him the NFB side of it because that's what I know of. And I thought, you know, this would be a great episode at some point to have somebody from the ACB on and some of the other organizations that are out there uh, to talk about what their organization is all about and what they do and how they do it and so forth. Now, I do know that the ACB has a convention coming up. It's actually coming up before the NFB convention, which, as I mentioned last week, is in early July in New Orleans, which I will not be going to, as I talked about last week. The ACB convention is in Omaha, Nebraska. Now, I've never been there. Uh, It sounds like it would be a lot of fun to get together with some other folks that I'm not familiar with and see what's happening with that organization. But again, I'm not 100% sure what the ACB does and how they do it. And uh, I am going to reach out to somebody from the ACB and see if they'll come on and talk about their organization. Again, just to give you a different perspective of what it's all about. Uh, Again, I've talked a lot about the NFB over the years and that just was more suited to me and that's why I joined and that's why I'm pretty dug in with it, I guess you would say. Uh, We had a a meeting last night, the uh, Pennsylvania Association of Blind Merchants, and they're looking for a treasurer. And um, as I came on to the call, I heard someone say, oh, here's somebody that could be a treasurer. And uh, as I've mentioned before, I'm the treasurer of the Keystone chapter of the NFP of Pennsylvania. So uh, (laughs) I don't know that I'd 100% want to do another treasurer's job, uh, it's not an active. The blind merchants are not as active as the Keystone chapter, basically collecting dues and doing a fundraiser here or there, here and there, and uh, things like that. Uh, so I guess if they if they really need to, and I've got a spare minute, which I'm not sure, which I'll get to in a minute, um, I'm not sure I do have a spare minute, uh, but I would consider it if they if they needed me to to do that uh, again don't want to, but I would do it if need be. So again, Greg, thank you so much. And thanks for giving me that idea, because I do think it would be a great idea to see kind of what the differences are between the NFB and the ACB. And and there's a few others out there that uh, would be interesting to get their perspective. Again, um, I don't know what the differences are, uh, but I'd love to find out. So that may be coming up. I don't know how soon, but, uh, I I am intrigued by it. And, um, I was once told though, by someone higher up in the NFB that it's silly to join more than one of the organizations. And I don't know that I agree with it. I also don't know that I have time to be in more than one organization. Um, their thinking was, well, how could you fight for, for this organization and then go fight for the other organization? Again, blind is blind and you can't see, you can't see. Um, Maybe they're fighting the same battle. Maybe they're fighting it in a different way. Again, I don't know because I don't know anything about uh, how the ACB works and uh, how the others work. But it would be an interesting conversation, I think, to have with uh, someone higher up at the ACB and some of the other places. So uh, hopefully in a a few episodes, uh, I'll be able to get somebody on and find out about that. Now... I mentioned that I don't know that I'm gonna have a have a spare minute coming up, and as I mentioned last week, I will be starting to help Kirk Hunger out uh, with his uh, BEP stand in one of the uh, state or federal buildings in Philadelphia uh, in another week or so. Uh, I would I told him that I could start once Liz got done school. Liz is done school on the fifteenth, and she has been counting the days down probably since December. <laughs> So again, if you have if you have ideas for Liz for a job and and she's got a couple of ideas and I'll, I'll get to that in a sec. Um, but sure, it'd be great to hear from you and what you've got, <laughs> what you think she'd be good at. Uh, a flyer went around today from Denise Brown, who's the president of the uh, greater Philly chapter, talking about the IRS looking for people. And I said to Liz that she's too nice to work for the IRS. I don't know how that match would go. Uh, but if you do have an idea for Liz and you have, uh, you know, if someone needing someone to work, uh, please reach out to me, normal places. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com or, uh, six, four, six, nine, two, six, six, three, five, zero. I'll give you those numbers again later on, but reach out one way or another. Um, and let me know. And, uh, uh I'm not sure, w- <laughs> I'm not sure what the IRS was looking for, but I sent her the information. So let's see. She's just wanting to get done the school year and cannot wait for that to be over. So, uh, so that is <laughs> that is what's happening there. Um, one of the other things that I wanted to talk about today that I'm more than a little concerned with, and I may have mentioned this in the last week or two. I'm not. I don't remember. Uh, I, use, I use an outline that I go back and forth on, and I don't always hit all the topics that I have scheduled in there because I can't always see what's on there. Uh, Today, I'm recording this very late in the day. In fact, it's almost tomorrow. (laughs) It's almost the 10th of June. Now, before I get into uh, what I had just started to bring up, my new medication, the 10th of June in 1990, Liz and I got married. So 32 years in a matter of hours, we will have been married. 32 years, 11,687 days. And every day that I wake up, I am shocked as can be, both that I'm a, I've been allowed to wake up, <laughs> and that I've been married to Liz. So it's a win-win for me. I'm not sure what it is for her, but that will seg into this new medication that I'm not sure that I'm going to take it tomorrow. Uh, I, I am very nervous about taking it. It is an injectable, as a like I said, I think I mentioned before, but it's not in the spring-loaded EpiPen-style injector. This is an actual needle with an actual point that you jab into your actual leg. <laughs> it's not something that you put down on your leg and then just press a button like you're launching a missile or blowing up a building. This is a needle with a plunger that you gotta physically push into your body. And again, I'm not sure that I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to take this. Um, Because I don't know, I'm always, I am always worried about side effects from the different meds. And again, just like it seems like most folks do when they read reviews online, they always give more emphasis to the one and two star reviews over the ones that are the four and five star reviews. Like this is great. I just hate the color. Or this is outstanding all the way around five stars. I always think, okay, here are the side effects. What am I going to do if I get this or this or this? And some of the side effects are crazy. Side effects that happen almost immediately are allergic reactions, whether it's at the site that you inject yourself or minutes or hours after that, when you notice swelling in your face or swelling in your throat where (laughs) you can't breathe. And then there's all sorts of other things that could go wrong along the way. One of it is, and of course, in this day of, vaccines and COVID and monkey pox and whatnot, viruses and infections are a big problem when you're on this medication. For example, if I have a fever around the time that I have to take this med, I'm told not to take it until your fever goes away. If there's any kind of infection, because I think this medication knocks out your Immune system. There's things like cancers and all sorts of stuff. So I'm a little nervous about it. Now, the flip side is, of course, I might take it and feel great, which I have not felt (laughs) for many, many probably years at this point. Over the last few days, for example, I know my thumbs and wrists and hands and feet and knees are killing me to the point where when I hold something in my hand, I either can't hold it very long or when I'm holding it, it slides right out, especially my phone. Uh, sometimes to pick up something, I, don't, I, don't, I end up dropping it. I was opening the fridge one day last week, or earlier this week, I guess, and I thought I had grabbed two bags, one grapes, one cherries. Well, it turns out I didn't have the cherries, and when I pulled the grapes out, the cherries came out too, but the bag wasn't closed. So the cherries rolled all over the floor which wasn't an issue f- because they're hard and they didn't bruise or damage or whatever, but I wanted to make sure. Unfortunately, Liz was still downstairs when this happened, so she came in and helped me find them all. And when I say helped me, she found them all. <laughs> so hopefully the medicine works. And it works, so I feel great. And uh, you know, if there's not an episode next week, well, something, <laughs> something went wrong. And uh, Liz will post something about the memorial service for me. My body is being donated to science, by the way. So uh, there will be no funeral. But there will be a nice service with either uh, ice cream from Franklin Fountain or uh, sushi from a place that I love. Most likely the ice cream, though, because the ice cream is good stuff. (laughs) If you've never been to Franklin Fountain in Philadelphia. So with this medicine... I don't really know a lot about it other than the side effects. And I'm just unsure of exactly how to inject it and exactly what time of day I should take it and all that stuff. So when I took the other injectable, which with that spring loader EpiPen style thing, they actually sent someone out to our house to show us how to use it, And I don't remember if I took my first dose with this person, and she was a nurse, with her there, or if she just went over a Dummy Pen and showed us how to do it and answered any questions. The only questions I got answered was when I talked to the pharmacist at CVS Specialty Pharmacy. And some of the answers I got from this person, I don't know that I 100% believe she knew the right answer because of her hesitation. And uh, for example, I asked about weight loss. Now, this might not have been the pharmacist that answered this. This might have been the person on the phone before the pharmacist. I said, is there a weight loss, weight gain? Am I going to get skinny? Am I going to get fat? What's the story? And she said, oh, well, you won't. And da-da-da-da-da. And she's like, well, oh, wait a second. You're taking this for psoriatic arthritis? And I said, yeah. Oh, there could be weight loss, which I'm okay with that because I've been getting a little heavier- over the last six months or so. Not 100% sure. (laughs) I hope it's just from eating. Again, who knows what it's from. Um, So there could be that. And I then asked, what happens if I do gain or lose weight? Do I have to worry about the amount of the medicine that I'm taking? And I was told that if you go over 100 kilos, which is a little more than 220 pounds, which if I get to that, there's some other issues (laughs) because as of today, I weighed 165. So if I go over that, then they would have to adjust the amount of medicine. Right now, I think it's 45 grams, 45 milligrams, 45 milliliters. I don't remember, 45 was the number. I don't remember what the, it was either grams or milliliters or milligrams. Again, not 100%. It's in a needle in my fridge right now. It came yesterday in a cooler that I was hopeful that, that we could reuse if we were going on a road trip. But the thing was leaking, not from the medicine, from the ice packs that they had in there. And uh, I didn't want to keep it at that point because I don't know what kind of the ice packs were an actual ice. I, it was a gooey stuff, so I, I didn't want to keep that around. And I put it out on our porch for Liz to take, to throw out, when she went to Walden today to work. (laughs) But we had these nasty storms last night, so the box was super soaked and she didn't want to take it in the car, which I get, and I'm glad. So, So it's sitting there drying out and maybe she'll take it tomorrow if it's dry. I don't think it's supposed to rain tonight. So that's the dilemma that I have with not knowing anything about it. When I got the call that I had been approved for the medicine, I asked if someone else from the drug company was gonna call and go over it and they said, "No, no, they don't usually do that. And again, unlike when I was on Humira, where somebody called and then they had the person come out and then every couple of weeks, somebody called to see how I was doing with the medicine. And that was a medicine that I only took every two weeks. This medicine is even better. I take a dose now and then a dose in four weeks and then after that, the next dose isn't for 12 weeks. And then it's 12 week at intervals of 12 weeks. Again, unless I've got some sort of fever or something else going on. When I asked if the information was accessible anywhere, I was told that the manufacturer probably has all the information on their website. Now, I didn't look it up at the time. And now that it's time to take it, I guess I have to look it up. But I've got, as I've mentioned before, so much going on getting ready to start working a lot of hours it seems not a ton but probably 30 to 40 hours and even if I'm only working 30 there's still an hour or so commute each way between walking to the train station getting on the train get waiting and getting on the train and then walking to the to the where I've got to work and then doing the doing the reverse coming home so, that's a lot of hours in a day that's now going to be tied up. So anything that I have to do, I'm not going to have the time to do it like I have now. I I obviously am not going to be going to bed as late as I do. So I'm going to lose those working hours that I have from midnight till 4am. And I'm going to have to get things done. So something's going to, I'm going to lose something, whether it's time spent with Liz talking, which, Right now, there's not a lot of because Liz comes home from work and we talk for a little bit. And then she starts to make dinner. And then I, while she's doing that, I usually come downstairs and I can get an hour of work done. And then while we eat dinner, obviously, we can talk and whatnot. And then she takes the dog on a walk after dinner, which I had gone on a few. But because I have so much to do, I've been using that time to, I've been working on blind tech show website, which <laughs> I'll get to that in a minute. Cause I, let me, let me finish the thought with, with all this FaceTime stuff. And when I say FaceTime, I don't mean the Apple, uh, software thing. I mean, sitting and talking to Liz face-to-face, not on the phone, not via text and whatnot. I mean, there are days that go by that I don't see a, or talk with a human until Liz gets home from school. Jacob may be at work first thing in the morning. So the only one I'm talking to is Ziggy. And he doesn't talk back usually. And when he does, I don't understand him. Uh, who knows? He might not understand me either. But he seems like he acts like he knows what I'm talking about. So getting back to the med, when I asked if it was accessible, yeah, they probably have stuff on their website. And I haven't looked. So I don't know what's the best time of day. Do I have to take it in the morning? Do I have to take it at night? When when should I take it? When What do I have to watch for? How long will... I have to wait until I know there may be some sort of an allergic reaction. I don't know any of that. So before I take it, I have to do that. So I'm not 100% sure that I'm going to take it tomorrow, the 10th of June, because Liz doesn't get home from school until 3.30ish, and I've got a White Canes Connect interview tomorrow at 4. So I don't want to take that and then have something go wrong while I'm interviewing this person with Lisa. So... I probably won't take it until Monday. I'm a little leery about taking it over the weekend. I've got stuff going on on Saturday. And again, I've got a lot of stuff to get done that I, I probably will not do. Usually when we have a meeting, we go out to lunch afterwards and and it's always a lot of fun. Just again, talking with folks who are in the same boat and having the same issues, whether it's with their phone or with getting from point A to point B, As I've talked about here many times, either with Uber or the transportation company or whatever, just talking about different things or talking about what's audio described and so forth. (laughs) And I'll bring up a funny story in a minute about audio description. So one of the things that has been added to my plate over the last couple of days is this fundraiser that we're doing for the Keystone chapter at Cycle Bar on the 25th of June, someone was taking care of that, and we thought that there wasn't going to be much for us to do. We were supposed to have a link to where people can sign up for this specific class, and it should have been very easy. It seemed like it was it was sold to us as something that's going to be pretty easy. Cyclebar handles it. And we don't have to worry. Well, some of the folks at Keystone have difficulty even maneuvering through things like PayPal or making a purchase at White Cane Coffee, which they sometimes will ask for our help. This was a lot more difficult to sign up for this spin class. It wasn't where you would get a link and just click on this link and sign up and pay your donation and boom, be done. It was a bunch of clicks. Now, it did turn out that because the cycle bar in center city was the first one on the list. We kind of cut out two steps. At first, when I looked, I went to cyclebar.com, and then I had to find locations, I thought, found locations and then had to click on center city. It turns out that when you click sign up or sign in, because that was the first one listed, that was the one that automatically came up. So that cut out a couple of steps. Whenever you make it difficult for someone, meaning you've got to click this and then go here and then click that and then type this and then click that, it makes it hard and people stop. Blind or sighted, the harder it is to check out or multiple things you have to do to do something, people just bail for whatever reason. And... This was a lot of steps and I'm concerned by that. So we'll see how it does. It's $25 if you want to do it. And I can sign you up or send you the link. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to do it. Again, it's if you're cited, it should be okay, but I don't know. You'll see. You'll see all the things if you want to do it. If you're gonna be in Philadelphia on the twenty-fifth of June and wanna ride in a spin class from two to two forty-five PM. Uh, I'll have the link there and, um, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to ride. I'll be there though. I will have some video there. (laughs) I will have some video because Stacy, who is one of the co-hosts of Void Canes Connect, she's going to ride with her daughter on her lap. Her daughter just turned six. So this kid, (laughs) this kid is going to get bounced all around. (laughs) And I think it sounds like a lot of fun and hopefully she'll, (laughs) she'll enjoy that. I don't know how Stacy will enjoy that, but it should be a lot of fun to watch. But hopefully, I'll have some video of that. That sounds like uh, it'll be funny. Uh, but I'll put a link in the show notes again. The 25th of June, 2 p.m. at Cycle Bar in Center City Philadelphia, 1521 Locust Street. Twenty-five dollar minimum is what we're asking as a donation. Of course, you could give more, uh, but we will. Uh, we can talk about that if you want to. If you have questions, certainly shoot me an email or give a call to the numbers previously mentioned and we will be mentioned again. I talked about audio description, just this quick story, and then I'll get to the last thing because my voice is starting to quit because it's too late at night for me to be recording this. I got together with some friends over the weekend, and it was great to get together with them. My friend Alex and Jim and Bob, who are in this area, but it's, again, very tough for all of us to get together. We got together because our friend Ken, who lives in New Orleans, who I thought I would be seeing when I went to the national convention, but since I'm not going, I obviously won't see him, down there at least. He was in town and actually still is. Uh, So we all got together at this place. There's a restaurant in media that we've been going to since we did our TV show in high school. It used to be the place we went to after the show to get pizza, and it's a lot of fun, and we stayed there for three hours, and it was just a it was just a lot of fun. But I was explaining to them about audio description and how it works, and how it's when there's a movie that's in a foreign language, it is you never hear the actual actor who is playing that person because the audio just, it's dubbed, and so there's not subtitles that have to be read, as well as descriptive audio. So it's a uh, descriptive audio and dubbed so there's there's time you know when somebody's reading subtitles there's not necessarily always time and so we were talking about that and somebody somebody mentioned what about audio described porn and and it just so happened that an episode or two earlier that real blind tech show had talked about that and they had actually talked to someone from one of the porn companies about audio described porn <laughs> So I thought that was funny, and uh, and I I told them about that, and uh, and then we all had a chuckle. And um, but I don't know, maybe maybe there should be a podcast, a you know, porn podcast. I mean, you don't need. <laughs> I don't know. Think about it. Let me know. <laughs> Use those same numbers to get, if you think it's a good idea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the last thing I wanted to mention. <laughs> After I composed myself, after that, was this week's episode of White Canes Connect. And, and as I mentioned, I've got so many things going on. I haven't even started editing that podcast yet. And this one is one that I really have to chop up. We realized when we got done recording episode 37 that we didn't get the person's blindness journey, as we call it, where what happened? How did you lose your vision? Were you blind from birth? What do you got? And again, it's as much or as little as somebody wants to tell us. But they're always interesting, again, because everybody has a story when they lost their sight and what it did for them and took away from them or made things more difficult for them and and what they did before as, as a job or a career and what they do now. Sometimes people have the same, it doesn't phase them. And as my mobility instructor once told me, when I was learning to use the white cane about 10 or 15 years ago, some people who are very numbers-focused and just read books all day, it's not too big of a deal when they lose their vision. They could still read a book. Okay, they're not reading it, but they're listening, and it's fine. Everybody loves audiobooks. They're huge. Uh, I remember when we were driving to Montreal um, back around 10 or 12 years ago, we had borrowed, and I I don't think we got done. I don't think we got done the whole book. It was Harry Potter. It was one of the Harry Potters. And, um, I don't remember how many, it was on disc, it was on CD. And I don't remember how many discs it was. It was a lot. We borrowed it from our neighbors at the time, uh, when we lived in media and it was awesome. We loved it. And, um, I'm surprised we haven't done it more. And I've actually started to think about listening. I listen to so many podcasts that there's not really a lot of time to squeeze a book in somewhere because I, if I'm sitting down, I'm either sleeping or, or watching TV or on the computer. I can't, I can't multitask. And that's one of the things that when I was younger and could still see a little bit better, I would listen to music while I was on the computer because I didn't have to have my computer read to me. But now I can't do that, so I can't listen to the music and listen to my computer read an article to me or uh, whatever it is I'm reading. So I kind of miss that. Um, But with White Canes Connect episode 37 to bring it back around after getting off on that tangent, we talked with Sherelle Scott, who is a Mary Kay... I don't know if you want to call her salesperson, franchise, or I don't know what they call themselves. She's got, she's in the Mary Kay line and has always done makeup for folks since she was little. And I I told the story on the podcast and I I don't know that I'm going to keep this part of it in. So I'll I'll say it here because I, I remember there was an issue with the audio, either my audio or somebody else's audio. When Jane was little, and Grand Mare used to come over, and I may have mentioned this when around the time when I was talking about grandmaire when she had when she had died. She would let Jacob and Jane do a lot of things, some things she wouldn't let them watch on TV. There were a couple of shows on Nickelodeon that she didn't care for and didn't think they should watch, and again, whatever she said was fine because she would come over at the drop of a hat, like I said back at the time uh, when she died but she would always let Jane if Jane said grandma I want to make up I want to do your makeup and hair she would say okay <laughs> she she made her up one time and um and Liz had bought her a frame for it and I don't remember what the frame says unconditional love some sort of love and it's grandma made up with her hair all wacky and all sorts of crazy colors on her face the makeup is done pretty nicely but they're just weird colors um and uh and Grandmere let her do it. And so so when when Cheryl or Cheryl, sorry, was telling us about doing makeup that she used to watch her grandmother and mother do makeup back when she was little and started doing it. It's just been something that she's loved ever since. And again, that's episode thirty seven, zero three seven of White Canes Connect. And again, I'm not sure when that's gonna come out. I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping my fingers are crossed that it comes out by Sunday. Because there is a lot of, like I said, a lot of editing to do there. And it was interesting to talk to her also about makeup because we did have salon supplies and interiors. Uh, Not that I handled the beauty supplies much. I knew of them because we would go to trade shows and whatnot. I mostly did the salon equipment and furniture and the manufacturing that we did. And like I said before, we were also a distributor for a few different companies of their products, the styling chairs and barber chairs and and whatnot, and I really liked the business. It just went and became so difficult in 2008 when everything went downhill that it just kind of did us in. And uh, we had moved from the one location to another, and it just we thought the online was going to be okay, and then we had some issues with that. And finally we just got, we, we got tired of it and said, you know, we're not doing this anymore. And, uh, so we do not, we do not do that anymore though. We do have a couple of the sites and we've considered rebranding, not rebranding, but redeveloping four yearsalon.com as a beauty site, uh, with ads and affiliate links and whatnot. I haven't done it yet, but, uh, close to pulling the trigger on that. But it was interesting to talk to uh, Sherelle about the beauty industry and how she does makeup with the very limited vision that she has. And again, that's episode 037 of White Canes Connect. Uh, It should be out in a few days from the day this drops. And I know the majority of folks that listen to this podcast, meaning I Can't See You, usually listen and download it within the first 48 to 72 hours. So if you're listening in that ballpark, uh, watch for that. It should be out if it's not out already. White Canes Connect episode 037 with Sherelle Scott. And uh, it was was nice to speak with her and uh, I hope she does well in her business. Um, She's only been an LLC probably for six months or so Uh, again, but she's been doing makeup for quite a while. And um, so I I do wish her well and I uh, hope Uh, to meet her uh, in person one day. Uh, She's just down in Washington. So that is all I have for this episode of the I Can't See You podcast. Remember, it is I Can't See You podcast episode 183. I'd love to hear from you. Please reach out. You can do it via phone at 646-926-6350. You've got up to three minutes. Please leave your name in town if you do want to leave a voicemail. And if you've got questions, comments, show ideas, tips, whatever it is you've got, please reach out. Again, 646-926-6350. I'd love to hear from you there. You can also email podcast at gmail.com. As usual, show notes will be at icancu.com/slash slash 183. Remember, I can't see you sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U dot com slash 183. And I got a tape delay when I was speaking to someone uh, with this medication when I was giving my email address. I said to her, here's my email address. I said, it's seven letters long, I-C-A-N-T-C-U dot com. I said... As you can tell by my address, I can't, my email address, I can't see. And, and she read it again and she's like, oh, I get it. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. Again, I can't see you.com slash 183 for the show notes. Again, I really do appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. Stay safe, be well, and I will talk to you next week. Hopefully. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.